I'm so thankful for a God that doesn't leave us. He doesn't forsake us. Amen. He knows right where we are. He knows right where you are. No matter what you're going through. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell him, He knows. Amen. He knows. He is very well aware. He is keenly aware. He is uniquely aware. Amen. You think moms have a radar, you know, when things are going on with their kids. Boy, God's radar is even better. Amen. He knows exactly what you're going through. Uh, more than that, can I just, just tell you, He knows what you're feeling today. Amen. He knows what you're thinking. He, he, he's well aware of what's on your heart. And uh, so I just want to encourage you today. One summer night, there was a severe storm, uh, big thunderstorm, huge thunderstorm this Mom was tucking her small son into bed and she was about to turn the light off when he asked if in a trembling voice. He was like, Mommy, would you stay with me all night? And she smiled real big and gave him a warm, reassuring hug and she said to him tenderly, I, I can't, dear. I have to go sleep in Daddy's room. After a long silence, the little boy, the shaky voice, said, That big sissy. <laughs> Amen. Sometimes we <laughs> we don't want to admit it, but we all have things that we worry about. Amen. We all have things that we are afraid of. So today we're going to continue our series called Overbooked. Uh, last Sunday, Brother Cooper asked the question, "Are you too busy?" Most of us would say yes, right? Yes. Amen. And uh, absolutely. Uh, I, I can I can tell you from my perspective I feel I'm always I feel like I'm always busy and uh, just feels like there's always something going on. But today we're going to talk about this subject: release your worry, release your worry. So I want you just to uh, we're going to bow our heads one more time and say, would you ask God? Say, God, would you speak to me through your word today, Lord Jesus? We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, for what you've already done in this house and what you're getting ready to do. Would you speak to us personally? From your word today, and God, would you let your word go forth and do the goal that you have set out for it to do. And God, we will give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 God bless you. you. may be seated. Can I say that my problem with worry is partially my own fault? I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to try to be transparent uh, for the most part today, and I hope I don't overburden some of you. That's not my intention, but um, I have worry issues because I don't know how to say no. Is that real enough for you? Y'all, you wanted me to be fiery about it? I don't know how to say no! <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. The truth of the matter is, I have issues because I push myself and I overcommit and I overextend myself and I have a hard time accepting that I cannot do everything. My wife is sitting back there thinking, finally, God, you've finally gotten through to it. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle before Thanksgiving. He said, Pastor, what do you, what do you worry about? Well... Our present building situation in Radcliffe, even though I know there's nothing that we could have done differently to avoid what we're dealing with now, how could we have known when the engineer came in and he said, it looks like they were manufactured properly, they were definitely installed properly, there's no ventilation issues in this attic. 
How could we have known? How could even the building inspector of Radcliffe known if the engineer said at first glance they look like they were built right? right. How could we have known? There's nothing we could have done. No. That's right. We couldn't have changed anything. That's right. I came home <coughs> Thursday. On my, on my way home, my wife prepared me. She said, the pergola's gone. Back porch is a mess. We have tree limbs down all over our deck. I'm just thankful they didn't bust into the house. Amen. Amen. I, I, I've got that I'm thinking about. I need to meet with several people in both of the churches for various reasons, ranging from Bible studies to counseling to team and system tweaking. Uh, <clears throat> there are things for both churches that need to be prepared for next year and to finish out this year. Preaching messages and teaching lessons that will not write themselves. Next week, we will host our families for Thanksgiving for dinner at our house. I messed up. I did it good the first time, and they have kept coming back ever since. <laughs> I have booking of missionaries for 2019 in Kentucky to do by the end of November. I have to revise my report for the Kentucky District Board and get ready to meet them uh, Monday, the, a week from Monday. You might think that I'm telling you all this to get sympathy uh, so that you will feel badly for me or whatever. I'm telling you this because our subject today is releasing your worry. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that even though I come here on Sundays and I try to look like I have it all together... Worries? Yeah, I've got them. I've got them. I, I could go on and on. There's, there's more things. You know, I, one of my greatest worries in going through this renovation was that we would, uh, we would lose people during the renovation. We would have people that would, you know, it'd be too inconvenient or be too difficult for them to get to church. And guess what? Last Sunday I check in. Last Sunday there were only 82 people between the two services. That's like 40 people lower than what we normally have. I realize some people are sick. I realize some people are traveling. But you don't think that makes me worry when I'm sitting in Costa Rica wondering what in the world? Today, I don't know how many we're going to have. I hope to goodness we have a lot of people today. I hope a lot of people are watching online. But you've got to understand, it's not that I don't have worry. It's not that we won't have worry. We've got to learn how to release our worry. Releasing worry is a major need for our society today. The key is not for us to be naive and think that we will never have things that will cause us to worry. We all have uh, issues in our life. We have, how many of you have kids? If you have kids, you have worry. That's just all there is to it. Man. We, we have worry because we have kids. Even when your kids are grown, I still cause my parents worry. Amen. Amen. My, my in-laws still worry about my wife. They say, how, how, how are things going? Are you guys okay? Do you need anything? Right? Because there's a worry factor that comes in. And, and the key is not for you to think that I'm never going to have worry. It's what you do with worry that makes a difference in your life. Because we're all overbooked. We're all busy. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, are you busy? I said, when am I not busy? What, what is busy anymore? Busy is normal. So I, just whatever, you know. It doesn't bother me. I, I don't even think about it anymore. I just think, you know, I need to prioritize and do the important things and keep what's most important out in the forefront. 
But it's what you do with worry that makes the difference. So don't let worries get your mind off of God. Instead, what you've got to do is you've got to look to your Heavenly Father for provision, striving to first please Him in everything that you do. Amen. Before anything else, I've got to please God. Amen. Before anything else, I want God to get the glory in my life. Amen? If you have your Bibles, if you would, I want you just to turn with me. We're going to read together. You, you don't have to stand because it's uh, just a passage of Scripture. And I really want us to focus in for the next few moments just on this, uh, on this subject, releasing your worry. Matthew chapter 26, verse 25. Matthew 6, verse 25. And we're going to read through verse 34. And I'll read out of the New, New American Standard Bible. Uh, it says this, it says, For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body as to what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air that they do not sow, nor reap, nor gather into barns, and yet our Heavenly Father feeds them. He said, you're worried about what you're going to put on, you're worried about what you're going to wear, you're worried about uh, the food that you're going to eat. How many of you, you're, you're like me, you get nervous about getting a fresh turkey? And so you're like, man, i got to get my fresh turkey before they're all gone. Come on now. Worried about what you're going to eat, right? And your heavenly Father knows that you have need of these things. And the Scripture says, And who of you, being worried by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? Who of you, by being worried, can add a single hour to his life? And why are you worried about clothing? Observe the lilies of the field grow. Uh, they do not toil, nor do they spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. That means God can do it better. But if God so clothes the grass of the field which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will He not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? You of little faith. Do not worry then, saying... What will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. It's not that you don't need it. You do need it. And sometimes your, your tendency is just to worry about it. How are we going to get this? How is this going to happen? How are we going to make this? Instead of, God, I want to please you. God, I want to seek you first. God, I want you to get the glory. And so, this is why this admonition comes in verse 33. He says, Seek ye first His kingdom and His righteousness, and all these things will then just be added to you. So do not worry. He even goes, he says it again. Do not worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will care for itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Think about it. Don't worry about tomorrow. Look, I'm preaching to me as much as I am to you today. I know sometimes uh, we come in here and <clears throat> we think you think, well, pastor's got a good message for us today. He does. He's got a good message for us today. Amen. The only survivor of a shipwreck was washed up on a small uninhabited island. He prayed feverishly for God to rescue him. <clears throat> Excuse me. Every day he scanned the horizon for help, but none seemed forthcoming. He was exhausted and he eventually managed to build a little hut 
out of driftwood to protect him from the elements and store a few possessions that he was able to hold on to. One day after scavenging for food, he arrived home to find his little hut in flames with smoke rolling up to the sky. It had been struck by lightning. He felt the worst had happened and everything was lost. He was stunned in disbelief and grief and anger. And, and so he cried out, God, how could you do this to me? Early the next day, he was awakened by the sound of a ship approaching the island. It had come to rescue him. And he said, how did you know that I was here? And the weary uh, man was, was so distraught, he just couldn't even think straight. He said, how, how in the world could you even tell that I was here? And the uh, rescuer said, we saw your smoke signal. <laughs> Here's what I want you to understand. It's easy to get discouraged and upset and frustrated when things are going bad. It's easy to be a little irritated when things don't go the way that you think they should go. They told us, you know, we hope to have you back in your building by Thanksgiving. Well, unless there's a miracle, it ain't happening, folks. You know, and every Sunday that it goes on, I think, you you say, well, Pastor, you shouldn't think, you shouldn't worry. Uh, you shouldn't even stress about that. You know, it's it's all good. God's got it. Well, I read in Second Corinthians 11 where Paul said, uh, never, never mind all the things that are without. The daily care of the churches, that's what I think about. So, like telling the pastor not to worry about things like that is like telling you not to worry about your kids. Amen. So, here's the moral of the story. Sometimes you lose heart. Sometimes you feel like all is lost, but God is at work. I don't see it sometimes. I don't even understand it. But even when I can't see it, He's working. Even when I don't feel it, He's working. Amen? He never stops. He never stops working. Amen. Even when you have loss and, and you suffer and there's pain involved, remember, amen, the next time your little hut seems to be in flames and burning to the ground, it might just be a smoke signal that's summoning the, the power of God into your life. It, it might just be, amen, you, you can praise Him in the middle of that mess. You can praise Him in the middle of that chaos, in the middle of that loss. And as you do, He says, you know what? I, I, I like that. I, I, can, I can do something with that. Amen. I, I want you to know I've spent a lot of time in my life worrying. I'm just going to be honest with you. I, I come from a long line of worriers. My grandmother was a worrier. My dad is a worrier. Some of you don't know that, but it's true. My grandmother would stress out, like just be totally stressed. She'd just... Oh, kids. And she just stressed, stressed, stressed. Stressed about her kids. Stressed about her grandkids. All the things that were going on. And, and, and my dad, he's kind of a, a worrier as well. And, and I've spent a lot of time in my life worrying. And I, I'm, I have to be very careful because uh, sometimes I have a tendency uh, to worry too much. I've worried about my grades in school. I've worried about job interviews. I've worried about approaching deadlines. I've worried about shrinking budgets or bills and expenses. I've worried about rising gas prices, insurance costs, endless taxes. I've even worried about making sure that my kids felt loved and not neglected. I've worried about first impressions. I've worried about political correctness, identity theft, contagious infections. In spite of all my worrying, I'm still alive and well and I'm paying my bills. Thank God for that, right? Look, I'm trying to be real with y'all. I know, I know y'all don't feel like this. I know you never worry about anything and everything is good. But this is, this is me. This is where I'm at. 
Many of us, we worried about Y2K and the world kept on ticking. Man, I'm telling you, how many of you put some extra stuff away thinking it was going to be bad? You, only two of us? Only three of us? Come on, some of you know you had some canned goods and some water stored up. You're like, I know it's going to be some kind of a blip, but it, it, was just, it just kept on going, right? We worried. Uh, Harold B. Walker said the problem of life is to change worry into thinking and anxiety into creative action. <laughs> Ernest Hemingway, uh, he wrote, if something is wrong, fix it if you can, but train yourself not to worry. Worry never fixes anything. Wow. Amen. If it were just that simple, we could just snap our fingers and make it go away. Well, let me give you some, some reasons why you can release your worry, okay? Here's number one. Worrying won't fix anything. Just remember that. Worrying won't fix anything. You worrying about it is not going to fix it. Now, if worry forces you into action, causes you to do some things, maybe to change some things, tweak some things, uh, readjust some things. I don't know about you, but I don't have much time to waste these days. And some of you are going to laugh, but when I look in the mirror every day, I see there's more gray hair. That's letting me know, hey buddy, you're not getting wiser. You think you're getting wiser. You're not getting wiser. Your time is getting shorter and shorter and shorter. You're getting older and older. And should the Lord tarry, you don't have as much time as you used to have, maybe. And worrying is a waste of precious time. Worrying won't help you solve a problem. It won't bring about a solution. So why waste your time and your emotional energy worrying about it? Right. Now, you, I will just encourage you. You need some pe good people in your life. I have some good people in my life because when I start to worry, I have a wife that says, Honey, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. And then sometimes I have to tell her, Don't worry. It's going to be okay. We, we have to encourage each other. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Sometimes we, we think about things from our childhood and we, you know, they, they didn't make as much sense to it, uh, to us at the time, but we used to sing a song that says, Don't worry, don't worry. You know what I'm talking about? Because when you start to worry, remember, remember that God is patient too and think about the things that other. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes we, we worry about things we can't do anything about. We just read it. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They, they don't work or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they. Why do you worry about these things if that doesn't fix anything? The second thing that I would tell you is that worrying is bad for your health. That's why you need to release your worry. That's why you release your worry because it keeps you from getting more gray hair, right? That's why I don't know if that's true. That's what they tell me. But, but I do know that worry is bad for your health. Amen. Worrying is destructive to us in very many ways. It becomes a mental burden that can even cause people to get physically sick. Yes. The doctors have, have proven that it is because of mental stress that people a lot of times succumb to horrible uh, tragedies in their body. And the reason that they do is because they were worrying. They were stressing about things. Yes. Proverbs 12.25 even says, Worry weighs a person down, and an encouraging word cheers a person up. Right. 
The Bible even tells us, worry is going to be bad for you. Cheer and encouragement is going to be good for you. So, worrying's bad for your health. Let's not do that. Release your worry. Another reason that you should release your worry is number three, worrying is the opposite of trusting God. Amen. The energy that we spend worrying can be put to much better use in prayer and in worship. Amen. Here's a little formula for you to remember. Worry replaced by prayer equals trust. Worry replaced by prayer equals trust. When you worry, but you replace it with prayer, it equals trust. Who do you trust? Who do you trust? You trust yourself or do you trust God? Well, when you worry... You're, you're trusting in yourself. You're trusting in your own ability. Guess what? We found out this week, trust is still aren't ready yet. Some things are not necessarily going the way that we wanted them to. And, you know, I just got a little frustrated and I was like, seriously? I mean, come on. And then I said, you know what? Nothing I can do about it. All right, come on. There's nothing I can do about it. So I am not going to stress about this. I've got to trust God. Amen. God knows what we need. God knows where we are. You know, and, and even though in my mind I'm thinking we got to get this fixed as fast as we can so we don't lose a bunch of people in the process. Matthew 6.30 If God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and tomorrow they're thrown into the fire, He will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? Yeah, I know. I know. I told you I'm preaching to me today. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, don't worry about anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. Sure, Paul, you said that you had the care of all the churches, all the stress that you have, and then you said, oh, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Well, that's a good formula. When you replace your worry, when you release your worry and you replace it with prayer, and you replace it with praise, and you replace it with worship... Amen. This is what you can do. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace which, he, which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's what he says to the church of Philippi. See, I don't think Paul didn't have worries. I think Paul learned to release his worries and to allow God to guard his heart and mind with peace. Number four, and lastly here, worrying puts your focus in the wrong direction. Worrying will put your focus... When we keep our eyes focused on God, we remember His love for us, we realize that we truly have nothing that we need to worry about. God has a wonderful plan for our lives. And part of that plan includes taking care of us, even in the difficult times, when it seems like God doesn't care. We can put our trust in Him and we can focus on His kingdom and God will take care of every need that we have. Why? Because He already promised that He would. He's already given us that promise. He, he said, seek first the kingdom of God, right? And His righteousness and all these things. All the things that you need will be added to you. In other places, uh, in Proverbs, He says, if we trust in Him with all our heart, He will give us the desires of our heart. So not just our needs, but He wants to supply our wants as long as we are committed to Him and we have committed our way to Him and we're trusting fully in Him. He's not just going to take care of your needs. He will take care of your wants. 
That is why I tell you, Matthew 6.25, not to worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Verse 31 and 30 through 33, so don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and He will give you everything you need. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Glory. He will give you everything you need. What, what is it that you need? Do you need healing? He will give you healing. Yes. yes. Do you need Amen. peace? He will give you peace. Yes. Do you need joy in your life? He will give you joy. Yes. Amen. Have you lost your sanity? He can give. Come on, somebody. He can give you back your sanity. Amen. Have you lost your direction or purpose for living? He can give those things back to you. Yes. Amen. Amen. I know some some days we 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 feel like you know I just don't know I I've, I've got this I've got to deal with I've got that I've got to deal with and sometimes we come to church and we can't even focus for a half hour while the pastor's preaching because we got so much we're worried about. We worry about what's going to happen later. We worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yes. Amen. You see a spot, you feel a bump. You you come on now. Let's be honest. And you worry. And you wonder, is God really there? Does He really care? In 1 Peter 5, 7 it says, Give all your worries and cares to God. Why? Because He cares about you. Look at your neighbor and tell him, say He cares about you. Amen. He cares about you. You're in the right place today. He cares about you. So you say, well, Pastor, I don't understand. I don't think that... This doesn't really apply to me because I don't worry that much. I just kind of whatever. Well, some of you, you don't even think about stuff. You just kind of live, you fly by the seat of your pants, and you're like, hey, whatever goes. And the rest of us were like, we wish we could be you. We wish we could just, woo. But it just doesn't happen like that. Some of us are planners, and we're plotters, and we're preparers, and we want to make sure everything's just right. And, and we worry a little bit too much sometimes, but we've got to release our worry. Amen. You've got to release your worry. Some of you, you're worried about uh, natural things, and the Bible clearly tells us not to worry about those natural things that God knows what you need even before you ask. Amen. And some of you are worried about spiritual things, and I want to just encourage you today, don't worry about those spiritual things. Don't stress about those spiritual things. You focus on seeking the kingdom of God first. You focus on putting God first. And He will add all the things that you need. Amen. Amen. Somebody said to me one time, they said, do I have to speak in tongues when I get the Holy Ghost? I said, no, you don't have to, but you will. It's an awesome experience. Amen. Do I have to be baptized in Jesus' name? No, you get to be baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. You get to have all your sins washed away. That's an awesome experience. Amen. And, and, and I know sometimes we think, well, you know, I don't know that, I don't know that I'm ready for all that. You, you just don't worry about all the junk in between. You put the kingdom of God first in your life. You put, I want to get closer to God than I've ever been before. Amen. I want to talk to Him more. I want to study His Word more. I want to be with His people more. I want to sing praises and give Him worship for my life. I want Him to get the glory from my... You start focusing on stuff like that and quit focusing on all the little junk that the devil wants to throw up at you. Come on, somebody. And what's going to happen in your life is you're going to realize I've released my worry. Amen. And God God's going to come down in your life in a powerful way. And you will speak in tongues. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And God will change your life. He will touch your family 
remember. Amen. Come on, somebody. Healing is for you. Joy is for you. Peace is for you. Hallelujah. Amen. So what do you, what do I need to do today? Amen. What what is my next step? after today. That's really up to you. That's where, this is where you have to decide and you have to kind of preach to yourself. Yes. Amen. Okay? Because I can't tell you what exactly your need. Let me just ask you this. What are you worried about? Right. Jesus. Thank you. Drop the mic, right? What, what are you worried about? That's your next step. Amen. What do you mean that's my next step? Well, I, I told you the whole topic today is what? It's on the screen. Release. Right? How many of you have ever set something free? You ever let something go? Maybe you picked up a little puppy and the puppy got squirmy and so you released it, right? Right. How many of you have ever done something like that? And uh, after you did it, it, it kind of, you, you, you worried as you were, you know, if I put this this little puppy down, or if I let this rabbit go, or if I release this bird. You, you thought, what if it never comes back to me? What if I never get it back? <laughs> you know what that is? Worry, but you know what it is even more than that? Control. I've got to be in control. Amen. Well, come on. All the control freaks out there say amen. 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 Come on now. Y'all being shy. God knows. And sometimes the reason that we struggle with worry is because we have to feel like we're in control. And what God wants us to do is let Him have control. So releasing your worry is simply, uh, it's very simply just letting God have control of whatever it is. Is it your marriage? Is your marriage in a mess? Give God control. Are your kids out of whack? <laughs> you need to give God control. You, you need to point them in the right direction. Keep loving them. Keep praying with them. But give God control. Pray about them. Every night. There were times when I'm sure my mom felt like I was going to you know, split the gates of hell wide open. I'm telling you. Because she prayed like that. And I could hear her pray like that. Thank you, Lord. You know? And she turned it over to God. I heard her many days. You know, she was frustrated with me or she was frustrated with what was going on in, in my life, in my situation. She said, God, I give them to you. That's, that's how you release your worry. You're not going to win by trying to fix it yourself or you know, send them to boot camp or second chance school. Come on, somebody. You're going you're gonna to win by releasing the worry and giving them to God. We dedicated them as babies, right? But then sometimes we're like, okay, God, I got this figured out. No, no, no. I give them back to you, God, every day. Amen. If you've got issues with, with uh, you know, sickness or disease in your body, what is your next step? You, you, need, to, you need to turn it over to God. Amen. Amen. There's some things that I can't fix for you. There's some things that, that we can't fix for you. We can't make it better. You just have to release it and say, God, I don't have any control of this. The doctors don't have any control of this anymore. Amen? What, what needs to happen, God, is you need to come down and take control of this. It's, it's beyond me, God. I can't do it. Amen? I got a building situation in Reckless, and I'm like, I got to make calls this week, but guess what? Really, it's beyond my control. 
God knows. He's in control. Amen? And then whatever, whatever happens, you've got to release that worry. Whatever it is today, I want you just to name it. I don't know, you don't have to name it to your friend or your person sitting next to you, but I want you to name it in your mind today, right now. What is it that you're most worried about? Some of you worry about finances. Some of you worry about uh, you know, illness. Some of you worry about people. Some of you are worried about uh, things, you know, with the storm that we had, the, the ice that came in. A lot of people were without power. That caused a lot of issues for people. There are some people that still are without power. They're hoping to have power back today. But what are you worried about? Name it. Name it today. And then this is what I want to challenge you to do. Start worshiping God. Yes. See, what worshiping God does is it puts God in His proper place in your life. When you worry, what you're doing is you're looking at the situation as, man, this situation is bigger than God is. This, this situation is, I can't handle it, and I don't even know if God can handle it. Yes. But when you start worshiping God, and you start praising Him and giving Him the glory, God, you, you are the Most High. There is nobody like you. And you start worshiping Him. You're going to release that worry, and you're going to realize that God, amen, He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. Amen. And in this place today, there are those of you that you've got worry that needs to be released. Would you stand with me? We're going to do that today as we uh, close the service out. We're going to release our worry. You're going to leave here lighter than you came in. Amen. How many of you would like to leave here lighter than you came in? Amen. You have burdens. You have worries. You have fears. You have anxieties. Amen. You've got to release those. That's not helping you. So release it by worshiping God, by praising God. The Scripture says seeking first the kingdom of God. What you're doing when you worship God. See, there's a difference between praise and worship. Praise is thanking God for what He's already done, and that's good. God, I thank You because You brought me this far. I thank You for healing. I thank You for doing all the things that You can think of. But then you've got to get into another dimension, a dimension of worship that focuses on who He is. And when you begin to focus on who He is, the, the, the old song says, the things of this world grow strangely dim. When, when we focus on Jesus Christ, when we focus on the mighty God, that there's nobody like Him, there's nobody that has more power than Him, He is the great, amen, and mighty one in our life. When you start fighting, you start saying those things, you start thinking about that, you're like, God, the building's no problem, the house is no problem, the marriage is no problem. Come on, God, my kids, that's not even a problem. The finances aren't a problem, healing's not a problem. You've got this, God. You're in control. Amen. So why don't we do that today as we close out this service. Amen. This altar is open. If you want to come here, you can. If you want to pray where you are. But I want to challenge you. Amen. Begin to worship God. Name whatever that, that worry, that fear is. And then just release it. God, I'm turning it over to you. You're in control. Amen. Let's let Him have control today. Thank you, Lord.